You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Disclaimer. The Netherdeep contains magical elements known to cause life-changing discoveries of ancient artifacts, red crystals growing out of your skin, long swims in dark places, aberrant fish, and enemies to friends to enemy plots. Consult the cleric or Matthew Mercer to see if this path to the Netherdeep is right for you. Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. This is Justin and I am bringing you a review of Dungeons & Dragons Critical Roles Call of the Netherdeep Adventure. This is a new th- level 3 through 20 adventure set in the Critical Role universe and world of Taldore, and ultimately a f- new option to bring your players into that world or explore it for yourself for the first time. First thing I want to say about this is it doesn't require any Critical Role knowledge to use, enjoy, or anything. The thing to call out mostly is because it's not Forgotten Realms. If you're mostly a Forgotten Realms player, it's going to be all new kind of world and exploration for yourself. But if you come with it open mind or want to convert it, all the pieces are there for you. I'm personally not deep into Critical Role. I'm very familiar with some of the higher concepts and some of the overarching plots, but never so much as to get into and watch it regularly. I know enough to be dangerous, but I will guarantee you there are Easter eggs in this book that I will never pick up because I am not as deeply invested as others in that universe, and that is okay. The benefit I can say to that, though, is if you are not a Critical Role fan, this does not mean this book is not for you. So I will be taking a look at the review in that sort of light as a more neutral, arbitrary, this is a D&D adventure set in a not-forgotten realms universe. First impressions. There is some amazingly fun new art and new concepts put into this book and some new elements. And while not necessarily new elements, there's definitely pieces on systems put into the Dungeon Master's Guide that are being leveraged in this adventure. And I really do enjoy seeing some of those things come to life and being presented in such a way of here's how you can use them. There is uh, very little uh, new information for players themselves, though there are some new additional creatures and things for DMs. Another big first impression for me is is that it does not this is not an adventure that starts at level one this is an adventure that starts at level three so you don't have to necessarily struggle through that level one level two uh hand holding very dangerous section because a slight breeze could potentially knock over a particular pc at level three in dungeons and dragons fifth edition you do get access to mostly the archetypes and things of that nature so the characters become a little bit more diverse and a little bit more interesting at that point and is a great launching point one that I typically go to um, when I launch my own campaigns. So, let's talk about some of the things that the Call of the Netherdeep does well in any adventure sense. Uh, breaks down in a very much milestone manner, so certain checkpoints is when your characters will level up. But also, I want to point out that there is a great mix of open roleplay style areas to explore, cities festivals, things of that nature, as well as some of those traditional dungeons. Uh, Dungeon crawl elements are also present in this, and it is very much like you're going back and forth between these for most of the adventure. Later on in the adventure, it gets a little bit more heavier into the dungeon crawly aspects as to be kind of expected as the story arc 
it's a little bit more of a climax. Another great thing I want to say about this particular adventure is the fact that there is a rival group of adventurers laid out that go alongside your own party, and they are considered your rivals. Now, that can be in a couple different levels, and that's where I really do appreciate using the NPC disposition mechanics a little bit. They're fleshed out enough where you can get their motivations, you can see where they should react or not react as a DM, and still be able to put enough of your own flavor into them. And you can go from a frenemy sort of situation where they're a rival, yes, they're working towards a similar goal, but not necessarily in a nefarious or evil way, more of a who's going to get there first haha element but depending on how your players interact with these npcs it could also go down a different road of bitter rivalry stealing from each other possibly trying to attack or kill each other so like you can hit this huge gambit with this group and with multiple runs of this campaign you can see this play out in a lot of different ways which gives you great flexibility in the campaign itself another piece that i liked about this campaign and this story is it has some of those deep-seated legendary roots that uh, critical role is known for but is not touching any of the main Critical Role stories, so it doesn't necessarily feel like it has to be tied to it, and just happens to have some grand historical events that prelude what happens in this story. Likewise, there is an item that grows with the party, which is a very common theme within the Critical Role world, which is always a fun system. I've loved to use it in different games all all the time is a magical item that will grow or enhance instead of having to replace magic items as characters get more powerful tends to just unlock new abilities instead granting a more powerful item but it is still the same item that they got early on in their story another interesting element that i didn't enjoy is this book does bring you to a major city within the world that hasn't really been documented much before so they do take the time and go through the different districts and things that you can do and within it there's different factions you can have your players align with or work for and all of those kind of push the plot forward but it leaves it as a very open and flexible way that many different groups can engage with that and while they all still kind of put you in the same ending point, the how and why you get there is the more interesting factor for me in this particular story. Call of the Netherdeep isn't a perfect campaign, and there's a couple pieces that uh, did not necessarily land well with me, and I want to talk about those a little. The one thing that always kind of disappoints me is when I see recycled art in roleplay book, especially when we're talking about a different setting. So one piece in particular is the art for Furbogs. They do a wonderful job putting a little sidebar of how furbogs in the critical role universe kind of behave and kind of the nature of them in in this world opposed to your forgotten realms however they're using the same uh same art out of Bolo's guide and it always kind of rubs me the wrong way when i see that because we can commission new art pieces especially if you want to have a different flavor of furbog for example give me a new art piece that reflects that in this particular setting in this particular world. Another element that I wish could be a little bit tighter and it would be very difficult to do while still doing the rivalry aspect is there are several key moments where a key plot device may not be in the character's possession and have to get it from the rivals or follow the rivals. Early on in the story when this can happen the first time there's not a lot of investment from the player's perspective at that point 
to even care about following these rivals with this item based on just how some of those events play out and it's just one of those things that i saw that went this campaign if not handled carefully could easily fall apart within the first chapter because of this element later on i could see it being a little bit more powerful but once the characters are hooked into the story and and invested having that ability early on even the book calls out like you may have to do side quests or send them on a merchant caravan to get them in the right spot for the story to advance and i feel like that didn't necessarily have to be there it does go out of its way to try to avoid this dead end and campaign splintering event the fact that it's there and they and it's written this to how to work around it means it's happened and can happen different groups may be able to recover from that and other groups i can see having a hard time with that overall call of nether deep offers some great moral thoughts and choices for characters to explore some deeper questions and some more interesting facts around the critical role universe are explored in this and overall i really did enjoy this type of adventure. I think it uses some of the great elements like the rivalry, NPC dispositions, and the factions in incorporating those into the story elements of the game. While offering a 3 through 12 aspect gives you a good, solid adventurer beginning to an edge of heroic to pretty much heroic by the end of it without going all the way through level 20. Depending on your group, this may be on the faster side of campaigns out there compared to some of the others because of how it is structured. There's freeform areas, but it is definitely a sandbox that you know the boundaries of fairly well. If you're considering running Call of Nether Deep, I do recommend picking up the Guide to Wildmount book as well to give you even more details and options into the universe, but it is not required. If your group is looking for kind of a race against another group of rivals, if you're looking for a mix of dungeon delving with good roleplay setup scenarios and exploration areas, this is a campaign that definitely hits a lot of those marks in a very well-balanced manner. I'm excited to see what people think of this one as they get through campaigns of it and to see how long it holds up and what Easter eggs might be out there that I've missed. If you spotted any, please let us know as I would be highly interested in seeing what you found in Call of the Netherdeep. This has been Tabletop Arcanum's review of Call of the Netherdeep, a venture for Critical Role in Dungeons Dragons 5th Edition. We hope you found this useful in deciding whether this campaign is right for you and your group. Make sure to follow us on our social media, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, get those notifications so you know when new content is out there. Follow us on Instagram specifically to see our Game of the Day Challenge of 2022. As always, thanks for listening and happy gaming. to Tabletop Arcanum, produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.